podcast, the What Are We Doing Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the What Are We Doing Podcast. My name's Levi McCurdy, and this is episode 105. Thank you guys for rocking with me for 105 weeks. Uh, Glad to be back. I'm a little tired, I'll be honest with you. A little exhausted. Okay, Um, last night was a doozy. We're going to get into last night here in a minute, but first we're going to talk about this past weekend. Uh, we took the boy to Lake Tobias. And for those of you who don't know, Lake Tobias is a, uh, it's kind of like a zoo slash interactive outdoor. They have like, I think one indoor thing maybe, but it's mainly all outdoor kind of walk around at your own pace, kind of zoo slash quote unquote, what they call it safari experience. It resides in the middle of Halifax, PA, um, uh, a town that has that, Lake Tobias. I think they have like a rubber company there, and I think there might be like one other, I think there's a subway. So with those three businesses, they're single-handedly keeping all of the people of Halifax, Pennsylvania employed, uh, and there's not much else there to do. So once you go up, And down the mountain, if you survive, okay, nine times out of 10, you typically can survive the drive up and down the mountain into Halifax. But sometimes, like on our way back, you don't survive, okay? We survived, but the people that were on the other side of the street with the cops and all the flashing lights, they got into an accident because they don't know how to drive up and down mountains. So... Once you're done crossing, climbing, and going down the freaking mountain as if you're like, you know, Gandalf and Frodo trying to get the Ring to Mordor, uh, you enter Halifax. And of course, you know, like there's there's a McDonald's, there's a Subway, there's a Verizon. I think they have a Verizon wireless and a few diners and a few ice cream places. And that's kind of it. There is a grocery store, I think, and Lake Tobias. So we went to Lake Tobias and I mean, let's be honest, Lake Tobias, we could easily step it up a bit. Okay. Uh, not a terrible price to get in. All right. That's where one, one area where I'll give them props on. They did not, uh, what I felt like robbed us. I think it was maybe like $17 each. I think it was $17 for me, Megs and the boy and so, you know, ended up like, what, 50 bucks or something? Yes, it wasn't crazy. Sandy was trying to get us to go to a zoo in like Baltimore, Maryland or something that was like $50 a purse, not like for the whole family. So fair prices there. Um, but, you know, it's fun. Listen, they, they remodeled it. It's new. There's new stuff that there wasn't before when we were kids. Uh, but you know, the bears, the bears, only ones doing stuff. The black bears that we saw as soon as we walked in were the only ones doing stuff. John got like an emu ostrich thing to poke some food out of his hand. That was kind of cool. And other than that, the bears were the only animals like they were rolling around. The one was like digging a hole. Ollie thought it was real cool to watch the bear dig a hole. But you know, honestly, Ollie really just wanted to go play in the, uh, bears, uh, water pool. Like, so, um, Ollie was okay. He didn't really listen. He didn't like it. He was scared of all the animals. Uh, the fish, 
the fish uh, were like his biggest hit. As soon as we got there, there were like some koi fish in like the water surrounding the bear's uh, enclosure. And we stood there and watched the fish swim around for a few minutes because it looked like Nemo. And so uh, we kind of liked the bear. We watched the bear dig a hole. And then, but every other animal, uh, every other animal was either sleeping or not doing anything. And I mean, like, I guess this is just the anatomy, the epitome of zoos now, right? The animals have realized it's been 20 to 30 years. They're not getting back into the wild. They're stuck in these cages. They know the food schedule. It's annoying. Here's me and my family. My son's over here screaming, throwing rocks at the animals. You know what I mean? Like, so they're miserable. And so all they want to do is sleep. Now, I don't know what Lake Tobias and other zoos need to do to step it up. Like maybe, I don't know, like get a shot collar. Like, can we put a shot collar on the hyena that's sleeping? So like when I'm at the exhibit, I can just press a button on my phone, boosh, shock, wake it up, run around a little bit, do some, I don't know. Like what, like they have food, like you can give them like dog food for 25 cents or whatever, but like, you know, that's like, uh, you know, they don't eat it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. We only saw one capybara in the distance and no other ones. We're kind of, we're kind of just in like this, this mode now where we're kind of tired of paying entry fees to not see animals do shit. You know what I mean? Like you go to Zoo of America at Hershey uh, and it's like, where's all the wolves? There's a couple out. They're sleeping, they're sunbathing, they're not doing much. There's a wolf. You know what I can do for free at home? Look at a picture of a wolf. Not take one myself. Like, you're paying to take photos of a wolf sleeping. I mean, if that's exciting to you, that's cool. But, you know, so listen. So then, of course, we had to do the safari tour. Everyone who goes to Lake Tobias has to do the safari tour. We did the safari tour. When I was a kid, you would be eating your chicken fingers under the little hut. They had one restaurant and then the safari tour bus would pull up and you could get on it. You could not get on it. It didn't matter. It was free. Like I'm pretty sure. And then you just get on it and then boom, you're on the safari tour. Now in 2023, the safari tour at Lake Tobias, uh, it's Hershey park. There's a line, there's multiple gated rows. Like we literally went through one, to, like we stood in line. We stood in line for like an hour. Like we were in line for the safari tour for probably like 30 to 40 minutes. Like it was a solid like roller coaster wait. I mean, now props to them. They had like, you know, five or six, four or five buses rolling at the time. So, I mean, the line moved semi quickly, but I mean, still, 45 minutes from when, you know, back in my day, we just kind of hopped on with our chicken fingers and we were on the safari tour. Now there's a line. Now there's like a concession stand in line. Like it's a whole attraction now. And so, but that kind of is the same though. It's just a half cut off bus. And then you go around and, you know, you see some, uh, you see some, you see some animals. First up was this big dick donkey. Literally, like the first animal there to greet us was this, uh, this uh, I think, South African donkey. So it's a bigger, 
bigger than a normal donkey, like just in overall size. It's kind of the size of a horse, maybe a little smaller than a horse. But like, I mean, he had that thing swinging at least, at least an 18 to 20 inch hog on that guy, just swinging in front of the whole bus of families. And so that was fun. So we got to see that uh, first up on the tour. And then, you know, there were a few llamas. You see them on the way out. But uh, 80% of the tour is all deer. And so, unfortunately, these types of deers, I think they were like the cousins to the whitetails, maybe. They, they were a few different types of deers. But most of the deers, when we went, it's the season of rutting. And if you don't know what that is, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. What's it called? Let me double check because if I get it wrong, you'll roast me in the comments. What's it called when deers lose? I mean, shedding, right? Sheds. Da, 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 da. The dropped antlers are called the dropped antlers are called sheds, and the process has not hurt the buck from spring through summer. The antlers grow back. Oh, it's just called shedding. Okay, it's just called shedding. So the bucks are shedding their antlers, right? Um, and unfortunately, our tour was in the middle of it. Um, we were in the middle of shed season, and like half the deer, half the bucks' antlers, um, like were just like had like dangly, like meat fleshy looking dangles of like bloody, like ruddy, like antler chunks of meat that they haven't lost yet. And, and it like just was like hanging off their antlers, kind of gross, but like some of the deer were cute, you know what I mean? Um, and then everybody got excited. Everybody got excited once we went around the turn and we could see him up on the hill. So we knew it was coming. Everybody got excited for the elk. Everybody wanted to see the elk because the elks are, you know, these magnificent creatures that we don't get to see anymore. And so when everyone got to the elk station, like John was standing up, you know what I mean? Feeding them. The one elk was directly at our seat, like in my son's face with his snobby mouth and its teeth that are made of ivory, which I didn't know. Learn that, learn that on the tour, educational. Okay. And, uh, you know, so like we were feeding the elk and like, that was kind of cool. Like I kind of wanted them to be like, you know, fighting with each other. Cause I heard that's a fun scene to watch, but that didn't happen, you know? And then of course we end up, uh, with the llamas. So the safari tour, you get to see, you get to see some donkeys, some llamas, some deer. Um, um, you get to see some elk, you get to see some bison. There were some bison that they then, you know, inevitably turn into the bison burgers that you get at the concession stand. I didn't get one. Sandy did. I took a bite of it. It was gross. Uh, it tasted worse than a cafeteria cheeseburger. It kind of tasted like a frozen patty from Walmart. It wasn't a good burger. If you go there, just don't, don't get the bison burger. Just don't do it. Um, here's the issue. Uh, and then also on the safari tour, we passed two other like animal exhibits. One was the giraffe. They just got a giraffe. That was kind of cool. We didn't unfortunately get to see him feeding on anything. Like they have like three times during the day they feed the giraffe. Uh, we didn't get to see it. Uh, but we did see the giraffe as we drove by. He was just laying down sleeping um, like most of the other animals. The best part, the best freaking part 
about the safari tour is that we got to drive by their all-new lion exhibit. And this lion exhibit sits right on the cusp, right on kind of the entrance slash a little further into the entrance of the safari tour. And now in this exhibit, there is one big Mufasa Lion King looking lion. And I think like two other, maybe like female lions are in there with them. And so this lion has to literally sit on a rock in his exhibit, in his cage, on a rock, overlooking the entire safari tour full of deer, bison, cattle, a bunch of steaky, juicy, delicious things that he should be munching on. He should be out there on that 150-acre plot of land, you know, making his next move, trying to hunt a deer for dinner. Or at least, I think, from my understanding, it's like the female's job to hunt the food. It's fine. But, like, they have to sit there as these bitch-ass lions in a zoo and eat this what is probably raw chunks of meat from wherever they get their meat supply from in a bucket on a daily basis that some intern 17-year-old jackass kid drops off when they've got to then sit there for the rest of the day while there's a juicy, delicious 10-point buck just staring him down only a few yards away, just taunting him, shaking his his antlers at him, shaking his little booty tail at him because the lion can't do anything about it. Meanwhile, there's a giraffe right beside the lion. I'm sure the lion would love nothing more than to eat that giraffe as well. Like, it was probably one of the best slash worst decisions that they probably could have made at the Lake Tobias Zoo. Like, how upsetting, how depressed do you think that lion is just seeing a fucking full-grown buffalo bison, meaty as hell, lunch, breakfast, and dinner all day, every day, just walk past him. Said, what's up, Larry? How you doing? Good. They just fed me out of the bucket again today. Yeah. Day 394, you're not getting this ass, is it, Larry? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they probably just taunt each other. Like, something tells me it's not a Penguins of Madagascar, like, you know, movie, DreamWorks. It might be their second only best movie that they've ever made from that studio type of situation. Like, you know what I mean? With the the zebra and the Marty and the Chris Rock, the whole movie thing. Like, I don't think it's like that at the Lake Tobias Zoo. So, uh, you know what I mean? I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. But Ollie was okay with it. I mean, we'll try again next year probably. I mean, he didn't have the greatest of times. But it was uh, it was fun. It was fun. It was good to see their upgrades. Honestly, the best thing that he liked there was the playground. 
He went down, he spent like 30 to 40 minutes on the playground just going down the slide. It's unfortunate. But listen, he's autistic. What are you going to do? Who cares? It's fine. Well, uh, we had fun. You know what I mean? We had a good time. So last night, dude, last night was Stage Fright Live. Stage Fright Live, night one. If you don't know what Stage Fright Live is, it's a three-night, well, now we're down to two nights, but it's a three-night Battle of the Band competition hosted uh, by Tone Taylors and Mickey's Black Box, located at uh, Rock Lidditz out in Lancaster, um, or Lidditz, PA, however you want to define it. Um, so we had four bands for night one. They battle it, 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 it. They battle it, it out. They bat, you know what I'm trying to say? I might be autistic too. They battle it, it out last night. Okay. We had uh, Blair Mill. We had Before the End. We had Wake Up John. And we had Animal Ion. Okay. So, like those three bands, or those four bands, I apologize. Those four bands, go check them out. All right. Um, they're pretty great. They're all, I think, on Spotify. They're definitely all on YouTube. Just search the names. I might have some videos. I might have some stuff on the screen for you. But, like, it was uh, it was a fun night. And so, of course, I was the host. I was supposed to be co-hosting with Glenn, who unfortunately couldn't make it. So it was up to me to carry the entire show. Um, and, of course, I did. I was super, Listen, I was super nervous. The intro to the show was supposed to be, like, 10 minutes. I think I did five I'm working on it for next time. But like, you know, I thought I did okay. Every Everyone there said I did great. Whether they were just making me feel good is besides the point, but everyone there said I did okay. So it was a fun time. I hosted, I made some jokes. Uh, Sandy was supposed to be there. Uh, Sandy and John were definitely supposed to be there. They were on the list. Uh, they had free tickets. Uh, they had VIP backstage passes. They had meet and greets with all the bands set up. Uh, thanks to me, of course, but they didn't show up. And so Sandy claimed it was her dementia. So Sandy now thinks, I think at the prime age of what, like 55, 56, 57, how old Sandy? I don't know. Something like that is somewhere in that range. Uh, she thinks she's getting dementia. And so to combat the dementia, she literally just texted me this. I'm not making this up to combat the dementia. This is the most boomer fucking thing I've ever heard. I swear to God, to combat the dementia, and this is a goddamn quote, Sandy's going to stop using deodorant and start taking supplements. My mother just sent me a text message. Fuck it, I'll put it on the screen. Sandy just sent me this text message that says she's going to stop using deodorant and start taking supplements to combat her early stages of onset dementia. Um, so <laughs> you know what I mean? Like dove and nature made gummies are going to save my mother from her fake dementia diagnosis. So we're, we've called, uh, Bethany village. We've got a meeting with them next week. We're, we're looking into some like, you know, hospice, like some like, you know, retirement home options for Sandy. Uh, so, because, you know, if her dementia persists, she's not going to be able to work at the hospital anymore. She's not going to be able to pretty much do any of her daily activities or function as a human being. So we're looking into some like alternate living situations and, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see. So we're going to start her on the no deodorant. Uh, we're going to look into Ollie gummies. The Ollie gummies are really good. If like they have one that says, you know, sleep, energy, stress, dementia, 
maybe the brain. I think they have a brain one for the Ollie gummies. We might, let's try to get an Ollie gummy sponsorship. So maybe we can just get some uh, brain gummies for free for Sandy. And so if like, if the lack of deodorant and the uh, addition of gummies into her diet uh, does not help with Sandy's dementia, uh, we'll probably, you know what I mean? We'll probably get her, we'll probably get her some, some professional help. So that's, you know, stay tuned, stay up to date. I'll update you on that as soon as, you know, she figures out what's actually going on with herself versus the fake diagnosis that she just gave, uh, via text message. So she was supposed to be there at the show last night. And like, I honestly didn't know if she was there. I didn't know if I texted all my friends. I texted all my family members. I texted her. I texted my sister. I texted like my six other friends. I said, Hey, you should come to this event. It's free. Just use my name at the door. You get in free. And like no one came and it's fine. Uh, I had my other friends, Paul and Brittany there because they kind of had to be there. So it's fine. They were there and they supported me the whole night, but none of my family or friends came. So um, no big deal. So in order to find out if they did come, I pretty much made it a bit. I made it a bit. I went on stage with the microphone and I said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to stage fright. Uh, I was supposed to, my mom was supposed to be here tonight. Uh, and I'm not sure if she is mom. Are you here? Please make some noise. And it was crickets. It was crickets. And I said, okay, great. Sandy's not here. And like, I turned to Paul who was backstage and I said, how freaking embarrassing, dude, how embarrassing. The only person who I knew to be in the audience tonight was my own mother. And she wasn't even there. Thanks to her, you know, thanks to her early onset dementia. So I turned it into a bit. And by the time I was done wrapping it up, I said, well, you know, whose mothers are here tonight. The mothers of our next band, give it up for before the end. And then that's how I introduced the new, the next band. It was great because guess what? Their mothers were there. They cheered. I'm the shit. I'm a good host. I know what I'm doing. So we had before the end, we had Blair Mills band. We had wake up John. We had animal Ion, and they all dude, They all smashed it. They all smashed it. Blair mill pulled out a freaking uh, harmonica uh, before the end, the switcheroo, their drummer became their singer. Their guitarist became their drummer. Like part of the reason probably why they won spoiler alert before the end did end up winning. They're going on to the final night to battle the winner of the second round of stage fright live. So, I mean, wake up, John killed it. Animal ion smashed the show. I mean, that guy with the hair and the tank top and the muscles, I mean, I had to channel my inner lead singer of Animal Ion, and so like I did a ca- uh, uh, I did a costume change halfway through the show. Like I was wearing the button up with the collar and the sleeves that looked good, professional. You know what I mean? Look good. But then halfway through, because of Animal Ion, I switched into the tank top to channel my inner rock star. So it was great, and we had an awesome time, man. The bands killed it. Um, and in the end, uh, the audience voted, uh, for before the end. And I mean, I can't, I cannot disagree with that decision. It's who I probably would have voted for. They killed it. The, the lead singers and the drummer who was singing had the energy. I mean, she was killing it even on the drum. She was singing 
Like, I mean, it is clear that they know what they were doing. Listen, they were a younger band. They were a band with a couple, they were mostly younger. But uh, they they had it. They had the energy. They had the skill set. They had what it took. And I'm not saying the other bands didn't. I'm not saying the other bands didn't because they killed it. Blair Mill did a fast car cover that blew Luke Combs out of the water. Just saying. Don't hate me. Just saying. Um, so, you know what I mean? It just... It was it was a killer night. Um, everyone was complimenting me on my hosting skills. We had like JP and Brittany and Paul backstage with me periodically. Everyone was kind of moving in and out. Uh, it was great. I mean, I had a blast. So if you if you missed it, if you could not make it to Stage Fright Live night one, fear not because night two is about to be probably even better. Uh, when is that second night, by the way, let's figure that out right now. The second night of stage fright live. You are not going to want to miss is September 28th. Mark your calendars. We've got about a month. We've got about a month and a few days to get ready, but September 28th is going to be the second night of stage fright live. Uh, tickets should be on sale for that soon. Uh, but please, by all means, I mean, let's, Let's rock. We're going to announce the next four bands for night two uh, very, very soon. I think, I don't know if they've been chosen yet. If they have been chosen, we'll be making that announcement soon or making that decision very, very shortly. But be on the lookout. If you can make it September 28th, Mickey's Black Box, Rock Lidditz, Lidditz, Pennsylvania, presented by Tone Taylors. Uh, sponsored by Pixel and Hammer, DPA Microphones, here, here, Recording Studio, Springhouse Brewery, Gator Cases, many, 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 many more. Many more to come. The second night of Stage Fright Live is happening September 28th. Please check it out. And then, of course, our finale in October. If you want to mark your calendars for October 12th, we're going to probably be doing a costume contest. Uh, so if anyone wants to sign up for uh, that, details are coming soon, probably very soon. September 28th, October 12th, the back half, the back end of Stage Fright Live. It was a killer night, and I can't thank everyone enough who came out. The bands, the family members of the bands, the friends, the supporters, um, everyone at Mickey's Black Box, the staff there working with them was amazing. Just anything and everything that went right, uh, went right. So it was an amazing night. We had a blast. I think we had what one technical difficulty. I think like the bass amp had like a weird wire. A few of the bands had a problem, but we fixed it in midst of the show. It did not affect them whatsoever. They all killed it. Uh, so stagefrightlive.com for all the details for show two. Uh, all the bands, check out the Instagram that has band pictures, bios. It's going to have photos and videos from the show because all of us were taking so much. We're going to dump all that content, get it edited and up on the socials here soon. Uh, so man, and if, if you're a business and you want to sponsor the second or third night of stage fright live, by all means, I think we still have some sponsor slots available. Uh, and of course, next year, inevitably when we do this again, uh, by all means, we'll be looking for new sponsor slots as well. So if you want your business uh, to be heard and get your name out there or just help support the local music scene, by all means, uh, we'll, we'll figure something out and how to work together. 
So stagefrightlive.com, check it out. For this next bit, it is a recorded conversation of me and Paul, of course. Uh, you haven't had a phone call from Paul on this podcast in a while, and my lunch is ready, so I gotta go get that. So please enjoy this uh, this clip, this recorded call from my friend Paul from the High Cheese Podcast. If you have not checked out the High Cheese Podcast and you're a baseball fan, check that out out high cheese podcast just google it you'll find the website you'll find spotify you'll find apple you'll find everything they need high cheese podcast for everything sports and specifically baseball uh you're gonna want to listen so here's a quick conversation between me and my buddy paul we're talking about uh the school system politics of course and a few other random fun things uh and i think we might even uh preview a future episode of this podcast that we might be dropping in regards to uh Eddie's million dollar cook off. So enjoy the clip and uh, thanks for listening. Yep. <laughs> Dude, thanks to Sandy Dunkel. I, I literally exclusively shopped at Kohl's for clothes for like the first 25 years of my life. It's been very recent that I've stopped going to Kohl's. It's kind of insane. I hate it. It's such a terrible yeah, the, store. Uh, Do you shop there? I, I can't go to Kohl's because Kohl's stresses me out and I can't quite put a finger on why. I'll tell you why. Um, I'll tell you exactly why. And it's the reason I had to stop going because once I realized it, it like blew my brain apart. So Kohl's like number one thing is everything's always on sale. Everything's cheap. Every You get Kohl's cash no matter what you buy. You know what I mean? You buy like $100 worth of stuff, you get Kohl's cash. You come back, your next trip, it's like half free because you got Kohl's cash. That's how they get you in. But the problem is they're like 70% off sale is 70% off of the price that they marked up 70% before it was on sale. So like they're 70% off all, you know, men's clothing sale is great. But like 70% off of this t-shirt is still going to be a $15 t-shirt. So... It yes. Like, it's yeah, they yeah. they reel you in with this skit this like you know mentality of oh I'm not spending a lot of money. Look at these shirts; they're two for fifteen. This one's on sale for seventy. The tag says three dollars. Well, that's because the shirt's worth three dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like it's not like there's no there's no value there, and it's just they get. It's a very boomer situation. They get people like Sandy Dunkel, who has the Kohl's charge card. Every time she uses it, she saves an additional 30%. She's got the coupons on the app. She's got the reward programs. She's got the Kohl's cash every time she goes. So, I mean, if you're you you know if you're like my mom and like you have all that shit and like it makes sense, then maybe. But for like you and I and Brittany and random, the average person going in like clothes shopping. It's not, yeah, it it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's very yeah. deceptive. Sometimes we'll go in and look around and you might be able to find, you, you know, you can catch a deal, but let's, you can catch a deal at Hollister. Sometimes you can go into Hollister and get a t-shirt for five bucks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like sometimes places have deals that make sense and that's when we go to Kohl's and get stuff. But like the whole thing, like on a random Tuesday, oh, it's our 70% off sale. Come in now, Tuesday doorbusters. Like they use the word doorbusters in all of their advertisements. So they make it seem like Black Friday. Oh, it's Black Friday every week at Kohl's. It's it's our daily Tuesday doorbusters getting quick. And then people are like, oh shit, yeah. this sale's going away. I got to get this blender that's $350 on sale for 300 but normally it's six. 
Like, okay, but you're yep. still spending $300 on a blender that you could get from Walmart that does the same thing for half the price. Like, just don't, it's, it's very fun. It's very fun to watch. Also, I, I, a picture of Post Malone that I saw, hold on, for a nap. Dude, did you see, speaking of naps, that's funny. Uh, He's uh, holding the Witch King of Agmar's mask. Badass. <laughs> Oh, Post Malone. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that might be, is this older? It looks older, but it's, it's a cool little, shit. It's a little older. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that a few weeks back. Um, He's holding the Witch King's, the Witch King's helmet. That yeah, looks cool. That's so sick. He's a fan. He's a Lord of the Rings fan. You don't spend $2.6 million are, for no reason. Are there people that aren't Lord of the Rings fans that have watched? I don't know if there are. It's cool. Lord of the Rings is cool. Yeah, I mean, Max I don't know, doesn't necessarily... I don't know many people who are like, oh, I hate Lord of the Rings. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Megs, I think, would probably be one Really? She, Has she watched them now? Uh, Jesus Christ. No. I don't think so. Nor okay, so that's my like, thing. It's like, if you don't... If you haven't watched it, that's fine. You're not a fan. But you okay. don't have to let... It's, it's not like she hates it. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So it, the the words. I think if you the watch the really do matter. Okay. Let me find out where you're she's gonna be at. A fan of it. Okay. I'll ask her you where she's at now, and then if she wants to watch them, I'll try to use Post Malone and you as a convincer. So that'll be like two different. I mean, you don't even need like IMDb. That like all three of those movies are in the all time. Yeah, top twenty of IMDb right now, still to this day, right. years later. Right. right, like they're the best movies ever. Right. Yeah, and, oh, and they it. hold up. I'll say this: they hold up. Yeah, it's like those are from when we were like teenagers. Yeah, and I've rewatched. I haven't rewatched all of them for like a while. Um, but like uh, the the third one, uh huh still to this day holds up over because i remember when when i was watching game of thrones during COVID, i looked this up so the third one still has the most actual physical actors in a battle scene ever right right in the yeah. like huge yeah. battle in the fields of numenor outside of gondor <laughs> uh, so upset and... you know the names you know the yeah, names yeah. Well, it's dude. a cool fight if you said uh, hey where does that battle take place the lord of the rings i would have said like i don't know Helm's Deep, Aragon's Castle, like those well, are the only Deep, two. Helm's Deep is the cool one too. Yes, no, That's I'm a, a cool I'm, one. I'm more of a, I think I'm more of a fan of number two. I like, I like the, I like, I think I like number the two, two towers. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I, I have said this, uh, in in many times. Two, two towers is my favorite one. Yeah. Two yeah. towers is sick. Yep. And and the the Battle of Helm's Deep when Gandalf rides over the hill and oh. like they realize they're not fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, comes yeah. with all the Ro- Rohirrim that were yeah. like. Cast out, oh, badass, badass, and 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 yeah, that one, that one rules. That one's just incredible. But yeah, I've watched, I've watched like in college. My roommate, my roommate Luke, who is a very weird guy, and I haven't talked to in a while. Yeah, he and I would just put on Lord of the Rings while we were doing homework. Like it was just on in the background. That's sick. Like all the time. Yeah, it was just like our move. Like we like. We get home from class. We have stuff to do. Like I'd be working on a project. We were on a project, and we would just throw Lord of the Rings on in the background. So there was a point in time where, like, I think I've watched like all three movies. Oh, and we always watch the extended version ones. Clearly, that's like the only way to do it. Ooh, uh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I'm. We, so we. And I still have the box set that it's two discs per movie. 
Oh, wow. Like the original OG releases yes. because they couldn't yes. fit the entire film on one regular DVD disc because yep. it was only four it's gigs or whatever. Huge. Right. Huge. Oh, that's um, crazy. We had this, we had this badass, we got this like 70 inch TV yeah. that had a Bose, Bose speaker system in the base of it. Nice. We got it on Craigslist for like a hundred bucks our sophomore year of college and moved it into our apartment. And we had a PlayStation 3, an Xbox 360, uh, and what else do we have? Oh, an N64. We we because Luke's like a uh, he's actually a shop teacher now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's what his job is, and he was going to school for it. So he built this like custom shelf that held all of our consoles, like right next to where we had the TV set up in our apartment. Yeah. And then right above that, we had our DVD shelf where all of our DVDs, so you could just pop them into the Xbox or the PlayStation if it was a Blu-ray and just like watch stuff on this like huge TV that had this Bose system. It was like the best college apartment setup ever. And it was like, it was like a first generation, like 1080p flat screen. Right. Right. <laughs> it was like, right. But it was like, so it was such a cool TV to have in a college apartment. And we played so many video games on that TV. Yeah, there's so many times where we would skip class because we'd be in the middle of like, oh, we're playing through a game and like, oh man, I really just, I'm just gonna skip class. We're gonna keep playing. Yeah, (laughs) you know what's funny? It's like all through like high school and college, they always were like, oh, you can't skip class, you can't skip class. But it's like you know, every other week is just like the teacher asking you how how your project's coming and you know what you need to do for it nine times out of ten it required you to leave the classroom anyways so like yeah let's just skip well you and i were both also like i was a communications broadcasting which meant most of my projects were like recording audio or video and what and what i would do is because i'd been into that stuff since middle school is usually most people had to like book the lab and yep. book the communication studio yep. to do stuff. I just went to my apartment and I set up a bunch of microphones and would record everything I needed to do in like oh yeah ten minutes before class. Oh yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I had my attic in this very same apartment. We had a very weird apartment where we had the attic was a door through our bathroom. But the attic was a full footprint of the house above our like bedroom that we slept okay, in. Okay, yeah. So Luke, Luke and I built out the attic to be a little studio. Perfect. So he had this like cool little Catalina Club drum kit up there because right. he was a drummer in my band in high school too, and we went to college together. So he had his drum kit up there. I had uh, one of my Fender amps up there. We had like a Yamaha, like an old school analog console with like all the mixers and faders set up. Yeah. And we just had mics set up all the time up there. And so I would carry my like 2009 MacBook, like the white plastic one. Yeah. I would just like carry it up the stairs and set it down on this little like desk we built and just like plug it into the USB, the USB interface we had at the time. Yeah. And like we could just track songs up there. Yep. Like I still have some really cool demos we made in the attic of our college apartment because we lived there. I got that place the, the second semester sophomore year. It was like right off campus. And Luke, like Luke, was a grade younger than me, okay. so like he moved in. He moved in my junior year because I lived there with my friend Matt the year before. And we kept that place like in the like quote unquote family until Luke graduated, and then Luke passed it on to his friend Mason. So like we still had that apartment as like something we could hang out at 
for like seven straight years of college. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I graduated, Luke graduated, Mason was there still. So like we just kept the apartment because we did so much stuff to like retrofit it because the landlord also didn't care. He paid us one summer to redo the floors. Right. Okay. Like so we just like did we just like did stuff to our apartment and like he would just like take stuff off our rent if he's like, Oh, you improved the place, I'll take a couple bucks off the rent this month. That's he was hilarious. cool. He was uh, he was That's like a hilarious. six foot five guy who name his name was Don and he owned like twenty properties in Millersville he rented to students. Um but he would like hang out with he took he, one time we took our rent check to his place because he lived in Millersville. Yeah. And he he knew we were like big baseball nerds. So he was like He's like, last time I was at your place, I saw you guys had a had a lot of like Yankees and Red Sox memorabilia. You guys want to see my collection? And we we're like, yeah, sure. He had a baseball card collection, dude. He probably had three million dollars worth of baseball cards in the basement of his house. He had he had a sealed room for them, and he like showed us, and he like let us like check it all out. He should've, was the coolest landlord I've ever. Should have knocked him coolest the fuck dude. out and stole that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was great, so I wanted to hang out with him. True, true. But uh, yeah, seven years uh, later, but I guess. yeah, yeah, I skipped class all the time though, for the reason of I had a studio in my apartment in college because my roommate, my I was good at audio stuff, and my roommate was a carpenter, so we built like it was sound treated, like Luke built like baffling and stuff in yeah. the attic. Dude, it, it, we, so we, like, we could have yeah. done that. Yeah, we, we did the same shit. I mean, like Ron Ross was like one of the media teachers at our our college. And like everyone knew, everyone knew that to get through your entire college career, you had to have Ron at least for like one or two or at least three or four classes. And all you had to do was show up. You just had to show up and you had to breathe. Like the one project we were supposed to do like a folly thing. We were supposed to take a clip, like a three minute clip from a movie. And then we were supposed to mute it and then re-add in all the sounds, right? So like do a voiceover and add music. And if someone's walking, add like the crunching yeah. sound or whatever, you know, yep. and like half, half the idiots. Dude, in the I class, had to do like, I had to do basically the same project. We had to read a children's book yep. and like make an audio bed for it. Yeah. 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 Half the kids in we the class. We did Ferdinand the Bull. They literally just, they literally just submitted like the original clip, but with like them, cutting out the actor's voice and just replacing in their voice over it. And then it would cut back to the original audio of the video. A plus a plus for you. Like you didn't even do it, but because you showed up and you showed Ron that you, you know, kind of cared and had effort, uh, a plus for you. Oh yeah. Like it wasn't, I went so hard. I went so hard on that thing, dude. I had my, my classmate, Megan, she, she and I, we had a great working relationship because she knew how to do nothing technical. Yeah. But she worked really hard. Yeah. So whenever we had to like write a group paper, she would write the paper and I would just like do all the technical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever we did a project, like she would do the hard work and then I, well, I guess it's hard. It, relatively, it would be hard for a normal person to do all the audio and camera stuff that you and I know how to do. Yeah. Vice versa, you know. Uh, so when we did our Ferdinand the Bull reading, I set up a bunch of mics and I had my piano up next to her mm-hmm. it's like all right megan you're gonna read and then we're just gonna stop and i'm gonna like find a sound effect to go along with what you're reading right and then we're just gonna do it live and i just had like two tracks running <laughs> so i live scored her uh-huh. reading. uh-huh 
Yeah. And we did the whole project in like 15 minutes and submitted it. And our teacher actually played ours back for the class. She's like, this yeah. is what an A grade w- looks oh, like. You'll, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll, 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 you'll appreciate this. We, we had this other professor. His name was Patrick. And Patrick was like one of the young. I'm going to see if I can find that file. I'm going to look on my hard drive right now because I want to see if I can find Ferdinand while Do you it. go. Keep talking. Do it. Uh, Patrick was like the young <laughs> like teacher that like all of like the older college kids wanted to hang out with. Like, I'm pretty sure patrick now like lives in philly and he's like a graffiti artist or something like he's that kind of like cool mysterious like kind of hot but not really but like look at me i'm an artist like but uh so and so his project his class was all about design and like so we had to design a website a homepage, and i'll never forget and of course at the time you know he's he's young artist hipster whatever and it was college and they were blowing up and new and kind of on the scene we had to create a new homepage for raw burritos because their website at oh, the time sucked yeah. and so that's just what he picked as the class project and all everyone in the class just had horrific horrendous disgusting worse than what you put in figma designs for raw burritos and mine for the time back then 10 15 years ago actually looked really good and as soon as he saw it he said he looked at it for two seconds looked at the rest of the class said everyone get up everyone come over here and literally the class of 30 (laughs) students surrounded my imac and he said you, what do you like about this? You, what do you like about this? You, what don't you like about this? What could he done better? And like everyone was just like, it's great, it's banging, it's awesome. He said, this is what a fucking website's supposed to look like. And I should have known then that I was a good designer, but you know, it's fine. Obviously I am, but like it, it was like one of those situations where it's like, okay, like I get it now. You know what I mean? Like everyone else in the yeah. class just had like black and gray squares as their websites because they don't know anything about design because we're developers. But like, you know, it's just... uh, Yeah, you figured out how to do it well back then. Yeah. that was. I mean, that was like, for me, I always was like surprised by how little effort people put into like... Like I also would make really weird stuff. Like we had to do... We had to spoof a news story for my one communications class. Ooh, that sounds fun. And so I created like a whole story of how like students were stressed about finals one week. Okay. And the way I did it, was I like created all of this like content around like people like looking like they were in the fetal position while writing papers in the library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I just like, I took around actually my iPhone at the time, which right. is very funny, like how horrible it probably looked compared to how it would look now if I did the exact same thing. Right. And I filmed people doing stuff and then I clipped it together and I had this like, and then I had Megan, my, by like all time like Lee literally Lee literally went through every communications class together and she yeah. did all the writing and like on camera stuff and I did the camera work and all the audio editing yeah every class and I had her do the like reporting standing with a microphone and like talking about like how right. stress was getting to students during finals week and how people were handling it differently right. and like I had my friend uh shave his beard to just a mustache and say that it was like his like playoff mustache <laughs> he was using for finals week I had all these like funny clips and then everyone else just like literally did what you said. Like they took a real news story and just like edited themselves into it. Right. Which yeah. actually I think took more work like to like CGI work it <laughs> as opposed to just like making something yourself like we did. 
And so funny, it was dude. what was fun about it is like it was like I created this entire made up news story. And like our teacher was like, This is great. How'd you do this? And I told her, I was like, I used my iPhone for most of it. I filmed it in landscape mode. And then I had Megan stand in front of a real camera and got all the real footage and interview people. And she was like, This is great. She's like, I love that you like didn't just like do what everyone else did. Right. <laughs> like, thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy. By the way, I should reach out to her because she would love she would love to know that I'm actually like using my degree. If we use the degrees to the fullest potential, like let's be honest. Will there ever be anything in your and I's life from here on out? From 31, 32 till the fucking day we die, will anyone else really give a shit or require us to be like, hey, I got a yeah, I got a bachelor's at the Art Institute and I've got a bachelor's of communication from Millersville, whatever the fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it it's done for us now. <laughs> like no one, no yeah. one goes to our LinkedIn profiles and be like, oh, bachelors. Oh. Okay, good. All right. These two know what they're doing. You know, like there's no Yeah, we just know what we're doing and that's just what it is. There's there's the the the, the bachelor's degree has been replaced now with uh Can like you do our this being, thing? our businesses, our portfolio. Like whether I have a bachelor's degree or not, I'm still charging twenty grand for the just press play website. Like that's, yep. that's my new, like that's my new ID card. Like when someone comes up and says, you know, sir, do you have a permit? Whatever you need a permit to be, I hand them a piece of paper. It says, I do what I want. Like, that's kind of like, that's where I'm at now because you know, that's just, that's it. Like, what are we, what are you talking A bachelor's degree? Who gives a shit? What we, the school doesn't exist. Like they tore debt. It doesn't exist. The building is there, but it does like, you know, I don't know. I think Biden announced yep. something this morning about new student loan. He's got a new program now, I think. It's the new, new, the new program. It's called the... When do I get another, like, I would love another stimmy check. Yeah, well, I, I, I think me check? too. I think you have to be a resident of Hawaii, but I... Oh, yeah, I guess I have to have my house burned down. I don't really want that. Dude, did you see his fucking... Oh, God. He's no, like... I want to see it now, though, whatever he... it is he's in Hawaii and he's got a fucking flower lay around his neck and he's got a microphone in his hand and he's like, listen folks, not, not to compare tragedies here, but you know, Jill and I, we know a thing or two about losing your home. Oh, did he talk about his son dying? No, he talks about the time where they were literally, I don't know, on vacation and lightning struck his house. And I think maybe like the one rose bush burn up or something. Like he he's comparing the entire state of Hawaii melting to a lightning strike that caused like a little burn damage on the side paneling of his house back in uh you know 2004. 1974, yeah. Right. It's just it's like and then and then, it's so, and it's, then did you see the tweet I sent you last night about uh him thinking seven hundred dollars is enough to rebuild your life? Yeah, yeah, like, because that's that the generation he comes from because he thinks seven hundred dollars will last two months. It's like, dude, and then immediately Incredible. when he's done saying how him and Jill lost everything to a natural disaster 300 years ago, uh, we cut to a clip of him falling asleep, falling asleep 
while the other people are up now speaking about how they've lost their lives, their pets, their ha- the children are missing, the cars are melted, that everything's on fire. We can literally never come back here. We have no money. We have no savings. Inflation is through the roof, so we can't even afford to live, let alone my house no longer exists. But thank goodness on that. I'm so glad Joe Biden is giving us 700 bucks. That, yes, but thank goodness... <laughs> Thank goodness in three weeks' time, that stimulus check might hit the account. It just... <laughs> I could buy a PlayStation 5 so me and my kids can play it in the hotel Thank room goodness, to live into the next right, eight years. Right. Thank goodness two nights in the hotel that we have to live in because something tells me they're probably jacking up rates because they're at capacity because everyone needs a hotel room right now is going to save us Two free nights. Uh, why is that definitely happening? That's oh, of probably course it this, is. That's, what are you talking about? Any, any, yeah, any hotel that's not affected in Hawaii is has as I'm sure their rates have gone through the roof. Now, listen, I'm sure there's some that have like you know we're here for the Hawaiians. We're we're giving them discounted rates if they're citizens, whatever. Yeah. But like you know, something tells me the the Hilton Grand in in Maui, Hawaii, that has not been affected by the fires isn't giving discounted rates in their all suite hotel. <laughs> like no way. No way. Probably not. No way. I love it. It's just, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to watch. It's fascinating to see. It's fascinating to experience. I mean, it, it, we just $700. <laughs> this is funny. And I'm sure that you and Brittany have talked about this. Like if you guys ever divorce inevitably, whatever, but like, even though you won't, it's fine. Uh, Megs and I always joke about it. Megs, Megs is dead set. She believes that if we ever go our separate ways, that I will be like on dating apps, fucking bitches and just being a smut left and right. Now, the only reason she believes that. Why does she, why does she believe that? The only reason she believes that. Why does she think that? She she <laughs> doesn't. She doesn't actually believe I would, but she just likes to think that if Levi was single and ready to mingle, I would just like plow through. Like in her mind, like if it was a perfect world and I actually could do that, I would do that. So like that's where she instantly goes. When, you know, and obviously in reality, I'd probably like, I don't know, maybe talk to one person, but then work the rest of my life. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I'm not. And it's fun because I, if, if literally the plan will be, if I am ever single again, I'll obviously figure out what I need to do as far as schedule wise for my son. Um, but there's a good chance I'll probably sell off everything I have, put that money into like a van camper renovation. And I'll just be parked up with you guys wherever you're at. And like, like I'll park, yeah, just, just park, you yeah. know, like, and that's where I'll live. Hang out. Yeah. Like I might, I don't know, yeah. might go bother your parents and just park in their driveway for a week if I want. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'll just be doing that. I'll be living in a van. Honestly, like I can't, I can't do it. I can't keep a whole house clean. Like I can't, I don't need a whole house full of fucking dishes. I don't need a couch. I sit at my desk 90% of the time and then I'm in bed. Like, you know what I mean? I just, it's like. I would downsize. I would be so minimalistic. Like, and that, honestly, that would happen. And then there's no fucking way. What am I going to do? Get on Tinder and invite these girls over to my my camper stealthing van 
my stealth camper rape van with a full-size queen mattress and a fucking, you know, gaming PC in it. Like, what the fuck? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, else, what else do you need? I mean, right. So, like, you know, it's not going to be like a, a babe magnet. So I don't think, you know, I mean, but hey, honestly, I don't know. Van life is kind of hot now. So inevitably, it might be. So who knows? I might be, I might be slaying puss in the van, but you know, that's like, that's just another life. That's another life that hopefully I will never get to live because I'm happily with Megs and you know, unless you guys decide to do tiny home life. Well, listen, I saw another TikTok of a guy who was like bragging about the fact that he had like a hundred dollar a month rent because him and his wife both have a $50 a month like camping membership where you get like two free weeks a month at whatever campground. So between the two, they stay every month for free, but with their subscription, but like they live in like an $80,000 RV that he attaches to his $60,000 Ford F-150 with lift kit and huge tires. So like, you can't tell me that those two things alone are like nine to $1,500 a month in expenses so I don't know. I don't know. It's, it would be a major, it'd be a major fucking like life change, but something drastic would have to happen. Like the boy yeah. would have to like go off to like, we'd have to like ship him off to school in England or like college or something for us to make that drastic of a move. I don't know. I don't know. And that's the other thing too. And that's the other fucking thing too. The boy. It's like, I can't take out a home equity loan and go pay cash for a fucking mansion in Punta Cana because, well, we, what are we, we're going to move the boy there. I don't know a word of Spanish, let alone the autistic kid, let alone if they're equipped to handle that. What's the education like there? Now we've got to go a few more times, interview it's teachers, like find school. To do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, that's why, that's why you need to tell me when I say, Hey, I'm signing the papers. You say, Hey, it's a bad idea. <laughs> Hayden Pantier just above there. Just, why'd you just send me that? Uh, it's her 34th birthday, so just appreciation post. Oh, cool. Happy birthday, Hayden. <laughs> uh, save the tree or save the world. Save the tree. Yeah, right. Listen, if you, you know, if you don't, is that, that's really it. You think of Hayden Patentier and you, you think of heroes first, huh? Yeah, I like didn't really know her before that. Interesting. Okay. She's, uh, she's in the, uh. She's in the Bring It On cheerleader movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I just, yeah. it's not my first association. Oh, and just because Sandy Dunkel brought it up this last weekend, she's in the movie called Racing Stripes, which is uh, a movie about uh, a horse farm that gets a zebra because a zoo closed down in their nearby town. And the zebra's really fast and they want to enter the zebra in the horse race. And everyone says you can't do that because zebras don't have enough stamina and so they'll just lose every time and so then they're like well not this zebra and so they enter the zebra in the race and then the zebra wins the horse race and Hayden Patentier is, uh, I don't think I've seen that one so. no probably not I'm sure I'm 99.9% .9 sure straight to DVD 2001 maybe 2002 and if I'm right on that I'm gonna freak the fuck out hold on racing stripes 2005. Oof. Okay. Oh, and by the way, 
the animals talk to each other. So the horses and the zebra. So like while while Hayden Patentiera is getting like thrown in the mud about trying to put her zebra in a horse race, the horses who are in the race are talking to the zebra like, yo, you ain't shit. Go fuck yourself. Like you're a shit zebra. You're not going to win. And then the zebra wins. Oh, and by the way, the zebra has to win Classic. also with Hayden Patentiera riding it. Like it's a rider situation. So she's riding oh, perfect. the zebra. I'll just, it's, it's and that's, and that's, you know, Send me this. that's where we can, uh, that's where we can end it. Dude, I still honestly, because you're doing, you're doing, that's where we're gonna end it, you're doing baseball movies with Lance. Yeah. I, I just, again, watched two very hilarious friends, uh, do like a, a podcast style, like full movie review where they just like watch the movie from start to finish of Eddie's million dollar cook off. And bro, I lost. We got to do that. I just geeked out. I I just, I laughed. I couldn't stop laughing. I couldn't breathe. Like I literally couldn't breathe. That's how hard I was laughing. And so I just need you and I to just be on a couch, uninterrupted, drinking, smoking, whatever, and just have microphones in our hands watching Eddie's million dollar cook off. And then I'm going to cut it up and make it a podcast episode. And it's going to be genius. Dude, love it. I'm so into that. Oh, and by the way, so in, into that. in racing stripes, in racing stripes, the, the friends of the zebra cheering on the zebra, we have a mini horse, a rooster, a goat, and for some reason, a pelican. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. There's a pelican. Also, yeah, I've never seen this movie. There's a pelican and Hayden Pantiera. And there's another guy. Who's her father? Oh, Frankie Munez is in it. Oh Dustin, my God. Dustin Hoffman's in it. Steve Harvey. Hold on. Listen to this all-star cast. This needs to be your next movie night movie. Frankie Munez, Hayden Pantiera, Dustin Hoffman from Meet the Falkers, uh, Steve Harvey, Snoop Dogg <clears throat> is the voice of a horse or something, David Spade, Joe Pantolino, Mandy Moore, uh, Michael Clark Duncan, Whoopi Goldberg, Jeff Foxworthy, <laughs> uh, plus many more. Yeah, stacked cast, honestly, stacked for a weird cast. movie. Stacked cast for a crazy rated PG racing stripes, a zebra wants to win. <laughs> oh, there's two flies, too. The two flies are really funny. Oh, Snoop Dogg's a fly. Oh, that's funny. Snoop Dogg. That's right. That's right. Now I get it. Snoop Dogg and Steve Harvey are the two flies that uh that that buzz around. Or maybe it's Snoop Dogg and David Spade. Oh, I think it might be David Spade and Snoop Dogg. It's either Snoop Snoop Dogg's definitely a fly. I think Steve Harvey might be a fly too. I don't know. One of them's a fly. So that's fun. So you should watch. You should watch Racing Stripes. I don't even know where you can watch it. Racing Stripes. You probably can't. That's how good of a movie it is. You can't stream it. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it and the I'm only, gonna watch it. Yeah, the only way do. you can watch it is if you buy it. So you can buy it on like Amazon or Redbox or Google Play or YouTube or something for like three bucks. Dude, I think it's worth three dollars. Really? I think you should watch it. And then we just need to plan a time to watch Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off together. Yes, I, I, look forward, I look forward to that. 
Dude, I mean, even... I'm definitely down. Fuck it. Even if we... I need to get drunk before fucking Stage Fright anyway, so if we have an hour Yeah, we just half, watch it beforehand. Why don't we, we just do that to kick off <laughs> Stage Fright? We're just in the conference room watching Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Honestly? Shots. Honestly, I think it's appropriate. I would do it. Okay, fuck it. I would do it. All right, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing a copy. If I'm going to have it... Ready. I'm going to have it downloaded on my laptop ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to episode 105 of the What Are We Doing podcast. My name is Levi McCurdy, and I can't thank you enough for listening again this week. Uh, slow news week, not much uh, celebrity talk, just a bunch of uh, personal life updates here. I hope you guys enjoyed this style of episode. We're, we'll probably be deep diving into the latest scooter brawn being dropped by every major celebrity. Taylor Swift's era tour making a billion dollars like the biggest thing to ever happen to music ever next week. Check out wadpod.com backslash YouTube for everything and anything you need to see on this channel. We've got clips going up every day. Another clip just went up this morning. Shout out to our editor, Jeff. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, if you see those clips on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, MySpace, whatever social media platform you follow us on, be sure to give them a like, give them a share, give them a follow. It's because of you guys that we grow uh, my efforts only go so far. So check it out. Wadpod.com backslash YouTube, wadpod.com backslash links, W-A-W-D-P-O-D.com backslash L-I-N-K-S for everything you need to listen, watch, subscribe, follow, and like this podcast and everything that we're about. Thank you guys for listening. My name is Levi McCurdy. I'll catch you next week for episode 106. Peace out, everybody. This is the What Are We Doing Podcast.